everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Cerise, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, and tonight's poem is entitled, My Shepherd. Here we go. You've kept me from my enemies. How great you are. You keep me in perfect peace, both near and far. You made me whole and healed my broken heart. You mended me when I was torn apart. You led me away from a cruel and darkened world. When I am unclear, you always make things clearer. When I choose to seek your face diligently, I see that you answer me more quickly. You are not a man that you should lie. This has been proven to me many times. You are my shepherd on mountains most high. When my heart has been broken to me, you draw nigh. You have never let me down. I feel your presence all around. I thank you for your rod and staff for correcting me where, whenever I am bad. You are my hero on so many levels. My shepherd, you are more than able. And I really do hope that you all are making the best of your days, that you're doing something to minister to yourself, to encourage yourself, even if it's taking a 15 minute nap to rest your mind. There's been so much that has happened in the past few months, actually over a year really, if truth be told, to where if we're not careful, we could lose sight of our mental health. And so I literally have been in pondering mode all day. I don't even know if what I was doing was healthy. <laughs> I really don't. So I think I've ministered to myself because the word is a two-edged sword. But because I started to realize that some of the things that I was thinking about, some of the subjects that I was pondering on, I was like, is this helping your situation, Teresa, or is this making it worse? Because there's just so much. But I did take the time out to count up the cost in a lot of different areas. And so, um, and it was necessary for me to do that. I have a tendency to say yes a lot. And I know that about myself. Um, Maybe it's because I have a, I don't like rejection. I don't like what that feels like. And so whenever I'm asked or someone asks something of me, the majority of the time I will do everything I can to make sure that I oblige. But today I opted to listen to my body, to listen to the fact that I took a nap during my lunch break. So apparently I am tired and it's not always like the tired of, 
overextending yourself. I think part of the exhaustion has nothing to do with physically doing anything. I think it's just the weight of the world. And so my body was like, just give me 15 minutes. And so I honored it. I was like, you know, I'm going to do that. And what I found is that I was more productive in the day afterwards. Like my body just needed to rest. And maybe part of it is aging because I'm noticing that I do take a lot more naps now than I ever have in my entire life. So it may be just a mixture of a lot of things, but um, I'm learning how to be mindful of my body. I'm learning how to listen to the signs. I'm learning how to pay attention to my emotions. Um, The other day, I kind of snapped at my baby. (laughs) I had to apologize to him. He's really not a baby. He's grown. But, you know, my kids are always kind of like my babies. So I have a 28-year-old and I still call her my baby girl. So I have a 25-year-old. I still call her my baby girl. I just, you know, they're they're always going to be my babies to me. But I literally snapped, not on purpose, but I snapped, I guess because of the situation. So I was boiling some eggs and I had told, well, I I boiled two batches of eggs. So I'm trying to prep meal prep. So I had boiled the first batch. I had let my son know, you know, five minutes from now, please cut off the oven. So that way they don't burn. And he did it. The next time that I went to boil the eggs, this happened yesterday. The next time that I went to boil the eggs, I totally forgot. Totally. Like when I was doing it, subconsciously I was like make sure you tell your son that the eggs are on the stove and then that way he can you know do the little timer he can cut it off I got upstairs I got distracted I don't even know to this day but what but all I know is that my day was ending at my job <laughs> and I could I, there was like this because I'm I'm upstairs all like 85 percent of the time so I didn't smell anything upstairs, but as soon as I started walking down them steps, you could smell burnt eggs. And so I walk into my kitchen and lo and behold, there is egg yolk all over the walls, all over the refrigerator, all over the stove, all over the floor. And I just lost it. And I knew after I calmed down and I had a friend on the, on the line, so she heard me just going off. But when I calmed down, I realized that it wasn't even about the eggs. It was my fault, but I was blaming my child because he was literally in the vicinity and I said, you didn't sp- smell those eggs. You didn't hear the popping. You didn't. What? And so that also made me even more agitated. And I just said it out loud. I was like, I cannot do everything by myself. And I believe that that was like the first time in years that I have just said it out loud that I gave a voice to it because I have been functioning in so many areas of my life alone. And so I just never, I just never said it out loud before, 
But when I said it, I felt something break. And I'm like, that's what the issue is. It had nothing to do with the eggs. It had to do with going through the trials and the tribulations of life. All of this stuff that's happening in this world and going at it alone. Now, yes, I understand I have a spiritual father. I get that. But in the turn, like even the Bible says that two is better than one. So the minute that I said, I can't do all of this by myself. My son jumped up. I was already trying to look for the broom, starting to wipe stuff down. And he was like, where's the broom? And I was so frantic that I couldn't even tell him where the broom was at. Cause I literally like I was, I was anyway, long story short, I ended up finding the broom. He took the broom from me and he, you know, finished sweeping what I started sweeping. And I literally was like, that's what it is. That's what it is. You finally said it. You finally got it out. Okay. So now that you got it out, now you need to go back and apologize to him for yelling at him. Cause it wasn't his fault. So I apologized to him for like five or six times and just told him it's really not your fault. I should have did something different. I should have put the timer on. I should have, if I knew that I was going to step away from, you know, the, the stove for a long period of time, I should have either put a timer on or I should have let you know subconsciously, I guess in my mind, because I had said it one time for whatever reason, my brain had fooled me to believe that that one time was twice. However, it went down. I'm getting older and yeah, that was like just, it just went all the way left. Um, and so we retracted, everything was fine. I got it, everything taken care of, but it was an awake. I had a, a moment of like, is this because of everything that I'm going through that I finally just snap? Like, did I finally just say to hell with this? Like, <laughs> did I finally get to a point that I was just like, look, girl, you've been doing this all by yourself and it is getting to be a bit much. Ooh, so I had that moment. I apologized to my child. And then I thought about it. And come to find out, I was PMSing. So dear future hubby, I wonder if you can handle mood swings like that. Because one minute, I could be an angel. And then the next minute, I could literally be PMSing and don't even know it. Had not a clue. All I knew is that my eggs were burnt. <laughs> That's all I knew. That's all I knew is that the eggs are burnt. So I had to go buy two more cartons of eggs. And I made a conscious decision to myself, girl, you are not going to boil not one other egg unless you are standing by that stove. You're not going to put no type of responsibility on the boys to do it. You're just going to do it yourself. But yeah. That's part of being in a relationship, dear future hubby. Like, I'm not going to always just be full of joy. It's not going to happen. There's going to be moments where I literally, literally will be hormonal. Can you handle that? And I don't even know. Like, I was talking to a homegirl of mine. <laughs> she was telling, oh, my God. I, and I, I, I must confess, I was a little jealous because she was like, girl. I've already started menopause. What? I was hoping that I would start menopause so that by the time I met you, future hubby, we wouldn't have to worry about me PMSing. 
However, I, that may not happen. So, I'll still continue to work on my attitude, um, be more aware <laughs> of my dates, but they change. And so I was like, mm. so that's what it was. You were just really going through because you were about to start your menstrual cycle. Yeah. So on Flo decided to show up unannounced, as she often does. And it just changed my entire attitude. I mean, she just really like caused me to just have the nastiest attitude just so quickly. But that's a part of life, honey. Like that's really, truly a part of life. And so, um, I thank God that my children have patience with me because Lord knows I have patience with them, but yeah, my poor baby, he literally had to hear his mama go all the way left. Didn't even have a clue what was wrong. And it's so it, like, I, <laughs> I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I said, yeah, so, you know, you, sometimes you'll get that heads up before the day actually, you know, on flow actually shows up. Right. So with me, I've never really been, or at least I didn't think I was, I guess the older that I'm getting, the more emotionally I'm becoming, emotional I'm becoming. However, <laughs> this one particular day was like a few days ago. So I guess when I was premenstrual, didn't know that I was premenstrual. Yes, we're talking about this, honey. Um, Cause here on the Dear Future Hubby podcast, we are raw, which is real and wise. But yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. So here we go. So <laughs> at this conversation and I came in the house and I, I was fussing. Well, when I was fussing, my son, because it, it, I guess, you know, he just, it didn't make sense to him while I was fussing. Like he was just like, there's really no reason. Everything is done in the house. So he came upstairs and I don't even know what he asked me. But then I said, I dropped my drink. So I had bought the kids, you know, food to eat and had the, the side drinks or whatever. But my drink failed. And it pissed me off. So <laughs> I came inside the house and I just started like, I literally, I don't even know what I said. But my son was like, he came upstairs and he said, so what happened? I said, I dropped my drink. He said, ah, so that's why you're emotional. I was like, right? So what he's been doing lately, which I'm, I'm so glad, you know, I have your children can be your accountability partners too. So what he has been doing lately is that anytime that he notices that my mood shifts, because the majority of the time I am happy go lucky cracking jokes, having a good old time, down to earth, all of that. A part of the time, they see another side of their mama. So they know if they're seeing that side of their mama, something is not right. Because that's not normally how I am. And so, but I, what I've noticed about him is that he calls me on it. So even when I said something about the eggs and he was like, because I was like, I, I don't know what's wrong. I was like, um, I'm feeling some type of way. And he's like, behind some eggs? <laughs> And I was like, it ain't about the eggs. It ain't about the eggs. But what it does, it makes me dig deeper to figure out like what is really going on. And that's what it was. What it was in my mind was I can't do everything by myself. And so there are a lot of women, men too, that are in this world that have taken on 
the independent mindset that they don't need anyone, that they're good all by themselves. You don't need no help. You're going to get through this alone. That can be very dangerous for so many reasons. It's okay to be independent, but to feel as if you never, ever will need anyone, it's just not true. We need each other. And right now we are going through hell. There's no other way for me to put it. There's no rainbow or a bow for me to put on that statement. It is the bona fide truth. We are going through hell. And in the process of going through hell, you need the people that you can talk to, that you can lean on, that you can cry in front of, that you know that they will not pass judgment, that you can be PMSing, that you could be going through menopause, whatever it is, whatever your storm looks like, however that may present itself in your life, we need each other. We need outlets. We need someone to talk to about it, get it off our chest so that we don't have a stroke or a heart attack or an aneurysm in our sleep. We need to get this off of us. I pray that you have someone that you can confide in, that you can tell your whole truth to, that you can be vulnerable with. That you can let your hair down around. That you don't have to have the representative go before you. That you can be your authentic self in their presence, in their absence, on the phone, FaceTiming, whatever you need to do to vent to get it out. Get it out, baby. Get it out. Because having it and keeping it in is only going to make it fester and turn into something else. Cry it out. Scream it out. Take your pillow. Scream in your pillow. Do whatever you have to do. Get a punching bag. Kickbox. Do whatever you got to do to get it out. It's just like a toxin. All the stuff that we've had to endure over for over a year. 500,000 people plus dying. We have been affected by an actual pandemic. We have been affected by so much trauma that we may appear to be strong, but our hearts are broken. Our souls are weary. Our minds are heavy. We're really going through this stuff. So release it. Put it, just get it off your heart, get it off of you, shake it off of you, dance it off of you, praise it off of you, worship it off of you, do whatever you got to do to get the cloud up off of you so that you can live, so that you can truly live and not be bound by the weight of this world because right now is just so much going on people driving like they've lost their ever loving minds to get nowhere fast honking the horn because you're two seconds from putting your foot on the gas after the light just turned green keeping their hands on the horn for what 
doing all kinds of crazy stuff, cutting people off, not using their signals. People are losing their minds because they don't know how to process this stuff because there's so much. There's people that have lost their jobs that are waiting to find out if they're going to get unemployment. There are people that they've never, ever, ever been in a crisis like this. They've always had finances. They've always had a means to an end. They've always been a business owner. They've always had access to something. And then all of a sudden it was stripped, literally no hint, no preparation. One minute you're on top of the world. Next minute, everything crashes. I was talking to a young man and he was saying how him and his mother, they had a business together. He was like, our business was thriving. He said, do you hear me? The business was thriving. We didn't have to want for nothing. And then COVID-19 hit and they had no choice but to close their doors. There are people that are still suffering from what took place a year ago. There are people still picking up the pieces from what took place a year ago. Be kind. You don't know what the other person is going through. The other day, someone almost ran me over, me and my child. When I like ran us over, we were in the vehicle, but we almost got in a wreck. And the way that man responded to me when he was in the wrong, I could tell mental illness is having a field day right now. He did all kinds of crazy stuff just because I honked my horn to prevent him from hitting my vehicle. The stuff is real. People are murdering people just because they get mad and angry in traffic. It's real. We are really, truly going through. This is the time where we need to lean on each other. This is the time where we need to have that positive reinforcement. This is the time where we need to pick up the phone and talk about what it is that we're going through. That our hearts are hurting or that something, you know, just to be able to get it off of our chest. But to hold that stuff in, holding months and months and months and months of trauma is dangerous. Don't let that be a side effect. Because of all that we've been through. Figure out your outlet. Figure out your safety net. Figure out your your safety exit. Figure out a way to get it off of you. Because I thank God that I'm surrounded by people that genuinely love me. Where I can be 100%. I can truly be vulnerable. I can truly speak my truth. Be upset if I need to be. Be happy, whatever, whatever emotion I'm feeling, I've created. God has created for me an atmosphere where there is safety. And a lot of us need safety right now. There is no room 
to be pretending like everything is okay if it's really not okay. There is a way that you can speak your truth in love. Now, I didn't do it. I mean, I had, that's why I had to go back and repent because I was fussing. <laughs> I didn't do it. But I, that's why I went back to repent. And I did speak my truth in love. And the truth was, I cannot do this all by myself. That means in all of this, I can't go through the storm alone. I need my friends. I need my family. I need the people that I love around me. I need to be able to confide in my children. I need to be able to talk to somebody. If you are that person, don't let pride get in your way. Reach out. Talk to someone. I had a friend call me. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't even know what I was doing 1 o'clock in the morning. But anyway, I was available. And so she was like, what are you doing up? Girl, I can't. I don't even know why I'm up. I don't know. I'm up. So she was like, can you talk? Yes, call me. So then when she called that's what it was because of all the stuff that she's going through. She can't even think positive because of all the stuff that has happened to her in the past few weeks. So I just listened and then I cracked a few jokes to make her laugh, to get that pressure off her heart. I had to crack jokes to get the for her to just bust out laughing to get that pressure off of her heart cuz she didn't know it she didn't realize it but the reality of it is is that you keep letting that sit on top of your heart you look up baby you will be in the freaking hospital i'm not speaking that on nobody it's just a reality we cannot afford to hold all of this in it's bad for our health it's bad for our heart let it go. Release it. Like I said, scream it out. Cry it out. Pray it out. Praise it out. Worship it out. Do whatever you need to do. Talk it out. Get it out. So that the healing can begin. And the thing of it is with all of the stuff that's going on, it's not like the healing is going to stop in 24 hours. It's a daily process. Sometimes we're going to get it right. Sometimes we're going to get it wrong. That's a part of being a human being. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. Be kind to yourself. Let your heart know that you appreciate it. Let your heart know that you value it. Let your heart know that it's okay to grieve, but it's also okay to heal. I hope that this encourages someone. Remember, you are not alone. It may feel like that sometimes, but you are not alone. Do not ever allow the enemy to make you believe that you are. Because when he does that and he gets you in isolation, an idle mind is the devil's playground. Be encouraged, love on yourself like never before, because now, now is the time that we truly need to be loving on ourselves.
And this is going to conclude my episode. But before I completely end it, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. It is dated March the 3rd of 2021. And it says, Dear future hubby, Today has been a day of reflection for me on so many different levels. I must admit, I am a person who thinks very deeply. I've always been this way. I have never been one who is satisfied with an answer. I always want to dig deeper, find the root cause, figure out how and why such a conclusion was drawn. Well, I found myself doing this a lot for various reasons on today. Trying to make sense of it all. I didn't mention this on yesterday because I was still trying to process the information I'd received. But I live in Texas and our governor has announced that while we are still, yes, I said still, in a pandemic. Where over 500,000 people have lost their lives and counting. He wants to open up Texas at a hundred percent and remove the mask mandate. Please pray for our state. This is due to take place next Wednesday on March the 10th. Wow. I will continue to wear my mask and I will encourage my friends and family to do the same. Then this evening, I sat down and watched the movie, The United States versus Billie Holiday. When I tell you, that movie touched my heart and broke it all at the same time. What do they mean that at the end of the movie, it said in February 2020, side note which is a little over a year ago, mind you. The Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act was considered by the Senate, but it was not passed. There was another lynching bill, I didn't quite catch the name, that was considered by the Senate in 1934, and it also did not pass. This is heartbreaking. All I could do for about 15 minutes was stare at my TV screen and read that sentence over and over again. Why is it so hard for some people in power to do the right thing? Why does hatred dwell in our country the way it does? Why won't the real changes come? I have so many questions, but I'll rest my weary soul tonight. I love you. Love, Teresa. So a friend of mine told me, that's the end of that letter, but I just, I wanted to end with this. A friend of mine told me, Teresa, you're an empath. So that means that When I watch certain things, I have empathy for the situation. I have empathy for the person. I have a heart for the people. 
I have a heart for my people. I have a heart for all people. And I've always been this way. I genuinely love people. I genuinely care about the well-being of others. I want people's souls to be okay, to be healed, to be whole. I want people's spirit man to be okay, to be healed, to be whole. And hatred bothers me. I choose love. I choose to love the unlovable. I've had to do it time and time again. And it doesn't feel like it's work for me. Because I care about the soul. So when I see people operating in hatred. Because someone is different. When I see that the United States of America went against this woman because she was bold enough to speak her truth. She witnessed a lynching. They didn't want the words in her song, Strange Fruit. They didn't want it to be sung. But why? It was her truth. How many people have tried to silence you when you spoke your truth? How many people have tried to devalue your truth? How many people have tried to set you up to fail Because they could not handle your truth. At the end, she laughed. And I thought about it and I said, you know what, Lord? Is that the reason why some people try to tarnish certain people's reputations? Is because they're afraid That their truth will touch the lives of other people? Is it that much hatred in this world that you would rather someone be in bondage than to be free? That hurts my heart. It breaks my heart because people should be free to be who they are. All of this control by so many people in authority, what purpose is it serving if you're killing people? I'm just asking. I hope y'all have a blessed and wonderful evening. Do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.